Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right, hello everyone, and welcome to a love-filled episode I, I of, of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. Uh, I'm Karina Stokes. I'm Ian Brodsky, and um, man, I'm so excited about this guest that we have with us today. Um, I'm trying just not to fanboy and make it weird right now, <laughs> because this dude is a writer... Um, as we have discussed, he has written for SNL a non-zero amount of times, which is, uh, that's, that's several That's more times. than you or I um, have written for SNL, certainly. <laughs> correct. Um, he is a writer. Um, he has 160-some-odd thousand TikTok followers I was just looking at. Um, he's super funny. And to me, he will always be the iconic, annoying actor friend. Please welcome to the show, Andrew Briatis. Please tell me I said that right. Oh my god, you did. Success yeah. very yes. successfully. And and it, and the nice flow to it too. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, welcome. Um Yeah. So No, thank you for having me in those very kind words you said. Oh my god, absolutely. Um annoying actor friend like really started taking off like my senior year of college and like that entire year it was just my friends and I just like quoting your tweets out loud, sending them to each other like embodying all of that both completely ironically and completely unironically at the same time because we were in fact theater majors yes Um, that means you did it right (laughs) thank you so much oh my god and um yeah like i could geek out like my friend gifted me um hashtag so blessed um which i loved um and one of my best friends is um a stagehand a sound technician like throughout broadway and so you have that section about, like, if you want to know what's happening on Broadway before everyone else, befriend the stagehands. Yeah, and it is yeah. so fucking true. <laughs> because it, I lear- I've learned, like, so much of, like, what's going into what theater just based on, like, how my friends are booked. Yes. Yeah, no, they know it. And the they'll, they'll just, like, whatever about it. Because they don't, like, like, yeah, and then this is coming in. And they just, like, because yeah. the same, my friend is a, is a is an ele- head electrician. And I would just always know things from that to be like oh yeah it's this and then that and they're just like so casual about it they're like and everybody else yeah. is like trying to figure out what's going on and like just ask the stagehands it's <laughs> true um i love that you cool. have that it, it's wild because it's like that we um hit the 10 year mark of when i started that la- this last week and yeah that that lines and, up <laughs> yeah and i was just like what i didn't even know social media, internet was around for 10 years like <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that was wild to think because you know 10 years is a long time. <laughs> yeah. So what are we here to talk about today, Karina? Yes. We are unfortunately not just here to talk about theater, although we could. Um, we could. We have to instead discuss the hit TV show, Glee. <laughs> oh, also, so, and yeah. here's the thing. We backlog our episode, so as we're recording this one, it has just over the past week been announced that <laughs> Leah Michelle is about to, or will be replacing Beanie Feldstein uh, in In... The One and Only Funny Girl. I was wondering when we should get our funny girl talk, if we should do it at the beginning or at the end. Right. Well, 
I, I as as whenever I'm in a social environment, you usually get that done in the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, <laughs> off the top, I think it's best to address it up top so we can forget about it like immediately. <laughs> um. Well, also I need to know. I mean, like, how much are we discussing later? Later, Glee. When Ian's it comes never to seen that. it, so okay, I have not. So, yeah, he see, might have. He might have vague knowledge, but he does not know what it's to come. Right. Okay. I know bits and pieces. So far, right. all Ian has seen is Leah Michelle perform Don't Rain on My Parade at the season one sectionals of... Right. And then also the at the Tonys, right? In real life. Yes. Yeah, the IRL. real life Tonys. Real- yes. <laughs> Which I think was also 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, it was probably. around the same time. There was like a big campaign. And yeah. I think, and I feel like at that time there was the rumors that... I am trying to remember what it felt because there was the rumors that, the, that Ryan Murphy had gotten the rights to it, but then yes. they also had the Lauren Ambrose revival that was supposed to be one of my friend's Broadway debuts and then they just canceled it. Um, and so it... It's it's I I and I don't really know the show, so I don't like follow it whenever there's a thing happening with it. But I vaguely remember these things, um, and I feel like the, right. the, that Funny Girl revival was in the same around ten years, um, or so. Yes. The Lauren Ambrose one. That sounds right, um, and I am aware of like the Funny Girl of it all within the universe of the, Glee. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, then we're probably in the same place because I saw the pilot of Glee, maybe mm-hmm. one or two episodes later. This one I just watched, and then I saw the one of the the later episodes around this subject because I did a I did a blog post about it because I wanted to compare how Smash a, 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 a dealt with Broadway versus how Glee did and how Smash was just so much better. I was going like to say there's so, no way Glee did a better job about no, what it's like no, to be Smash on did it way better. Smash did it. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's I, the, the, that's my um, concept of like our understanding of Glee as a, as a series is sort of like in those three places. <laughs> Excellent. You oh. answered my, my question that we were going to have about, which is how much Glee have you watched? And you sound like you've watched the appropriate amount, like, frankly. Well, uh, and you know, it's like, it's, it was a zeitgeist. So you could not know what was going on. And you right. also like vaguely would know people on it or like then you'd have like a random friend. I was all of a sudden on it. And and so I would be aware of that. So be aware of certain characters of like, I know that character. I know that character's name. And I'll get to it when we talk about it. There's many characters I'd never seen before in memes. So I'm like, were, were these people? I didn't know. Um, so... The, uh, the, yeah, so I know the, the vague, like you couldn't, you know, the vague, the broad strokes of the show. Right. For sure. Cool. Uh, apparently Ryan Murphy did own, did have the rights to Funny Girl at some point, but he did let them lapse. He did, okay. Before he was able to, to, to set up this, uh, to curse that, this, to this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I, but. yeah. Okay. And then, and then this all happened, which was yeah. like, I mean, if th- this was a real Broadway is back moment, the last Six oh, months. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And like no one asked us for like any sort of statement on it. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna speak for anybody else in this room, but my only words on this are I hope Lee Michelle's changed and justice for Beanie Feldstein because we have unnecessarily put that girl through the ringer. Yeah. Um and um that's that's really all I got on that. I've heard yeah. people are really happy with Julie Banco's performance. That too. Let's make Julie Banco a star, regardless. Right, fully. So fully, and and she's yeah. and she's handled this exquisitely and and said some wonderful things publicly. It's been um, a, uh, it, it's just it's such a different internet than had this ha- like when you think about the, certain things like they've happened in the past or like I remember like Rebecca was a really big deal when I was starting Annoying Actor Friend but like that was the story which yes. now we're in a place where like that's happening with Paradise Square in many ways but like there's there's too much for me I, like I've missed most of the Paradise Square stuff because it's there's there's so much happening all at once um, that Absolutely. I can't even follow it um, 
and so uh, yeah, I just think that it's 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 been a uh, a real moment for people to 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 try to get virality through what they're saying online, and then it becomes a pile on, mm-hmm. and and it just the conversation gets uh, ugly. So I, I I my heart to everybody involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there is um, the drama of it all is it is exponential. There. It is yes. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about. <laughs> I guess let's Glee. talk about a, a decade old episode of television instead. Uh, yeah. Because uh, we are here to talk about season three, episode thirteen. Oh, you can't see my notes. <laughs> I, 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 we're a podcast. I was like, let me show you my notes um, oh, on yeah. the podcast, yeah. and then it's completely blacked out, like because of the yeah, light. We, but yeah. I have notes as to say for Excellent. those listening. I brought notes. Um, this episode <laughs> originally aired February fourteenth of twenty twelve, so they were lucky enough to be able to get their valentine's episode which is titled heart yeah Uh, apparently on all promotional materials though they just it was just the emoji of a heart like what color heart well i guess unfortunately the wikipedia just also has a like (laughs) tiny picture of a heart so i can't tell because there are two red heart emojis so i don't know if it's i don't even know if we had those emojis in 2012 Right. Do we it even have, have phones? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we must have. Otherwise, how did you tweet all those? We, we had it. Yeah. Oh, sandstone. I, or yes. like it was. Um, or when yes. you, uh, yeah, like a, like a archaeologist's crap. Yeah. Like, what is it I called? mean, uh, yeah. annoying actor friend truly was the Moses Ten Commandments of the theater community. Back then, <laughs> so. It's true. Oh my god! It would never happen today. I would never break through. Like I, no one would see. Truly, it. like no you, one. like you fully cornered that dude. Like time and place. Like, I got I got lucky on the timing of that. Although it was like my third parody account because I had bombed so many. Because right. that was a, that was like the thing that was there. people started doing those. Um, yes. I had a couple other ones that just did not work. But uh, uh, yeah, what does it say? February 2012. Which fun fact yeah. was there within about a week of Smash premiering. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, around he, probably the week after. Much like Ian did not interact with Lee at all as someone who you think would like Smash. Nothing got nothing on it. Got never nothing. once. Never once seen I anything mean, about it i have seen the first two episodes okay and yeah oh um, neither of you no, no. i think at that and that's point why I that's no why we're counting had. on you andrew oh yeah now see here's the thing with 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 smash if it were now it, it'd, be, it'd be it would be that it, every week would be the funny girl revival discourse online every week because it's what it was then when people were kind of like uh, well, 2012 was when people were a little bit, people were, they were, I think they just weren't on their phones the same way, but when they were, they didn't really pay attention to what they were saying, which is why you ended up mm-hmm. in people saying things that you really, should, maybe you should think should about that. But then I'm looking now, I'm like, people are still saying crazy, wild stuff. Um, but uh, I think it just would have been, Smash would have, well, and I, I'd like to wonder if people would have loved it now or, or still treated it the same. I don't know. I think maybe season one, there was a camp factor to it that maybe might have been accidental. I don't know, but um, <laughs> that people would have probably appreciated I think it would have been on a streamer, and it probably would have ran five seasons. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I recommend going and looking at it. Although I just don't know what it what it would be. If anything, just for the Shame and Whitman score and for Megan Hilty. That's yes. those are two like pretty good she, reasons. Yes. Yeah. We open on all of the couples of the Glee Club. We got a little Tina Mike Chang moment, which we love. We got a little Finchel moment, which barf. Um, <laughs> and then. My first note for the second week in a row is just no, because okay. yeah, because Shu Will Schuster Matthew Morrison himself 
kind of like barges through the door and goes, Okay, everybody, let's hear it for love. Just like that. And I had to pause it because I had to write this note that just said no. <laughs> no. No, was that yeah. after? Was this, the, was this in the Glee Club room or is this after that? Or is this in the theater still? This is in this the is, Glee Club room. Oh, okay. In the Glee okay. Club room. Like, top of show. There's um, no preamble in this episode. It just runs in. And Will walks in. Basically, Matthew Morrison makes his paycheck this week by walking in saying, like, let's make some, let's do some love songs, and then promptly leaves, from what I can tell. <laughs> right. Because the assignment is, like, let's do, like, let's find and perform the world's greatest love songs. And I feel like we just had this kind of plot line with him, like, so he, he, want, he just got engaged, and the assignment that week was, let's find the best engagement songs. Um, oh, well, they right. failed that though. They did a terrible job finding engagement they did. songs. So yeah, they ended up their... with "We Found Love" by Rihanna. That was their like, that was their finale. I also okay. think they might have failed at this week's assignment in terms of yeah. growling the world's I... greatest love songs. But right, it seemed um, like the what what can we do the get the rights for love songs? Yes, and there was no mashups truly. in those, right? It was just straight. There through, was right? a mashup. There was technically, technically. yes. Technically, the song Cherish was actually two songs named Cherish. Oh, okay. At the okay. end there. Well, can you help me out then? If Because um, my first note here, and I, this is where I'm going to get to my first character I've never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote her down as girl I've never seen before who feels like she wants to be Ashley Tisdale. She so, does have that Oh, vibe. my God. Who yeah. is this? So it. Uh, yeah. She's awful. Um, right. You're talking so, about, like, the rich girl? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Her name is Sugar. Um, oh, so it makes sense why my last note on this entire notes was, seriously, who is this fake Sharpay? Yeah, her name is Sugar, so Sharpay okay. with flair. Um, <laughs> yes. So regionals is next week, which is important yes. to know because they're not prepared at all. They don't even have costumes. They're still raising money for costumes. This is the second pre-competition episode that we're seeing, where we are, we're stuck here wondering, what the fuck have you been doing this whole time? If your competition is next week and you've been focusing on helping your adult teacher get engaged, yeah. The Glee Club isn't known for planning. Maybe that's why they lost nationals. They were just rehearsing. I mean, it looked like what they were probably doing is just like rehearsing all these like random little yeah. Love none songs of these will be performed at They're gonna do once. No, just like uh, for like. Because we're, we're in flash mob territory yes. era, so maybe they thought maybe one of these would go viral, so they're like, let's just rehearse Truly. these and see if anybody films them and puts them They've up They've already done at least two YouTube, flash mobs on, gets this, us some clips. on this show. Like, in-universe right. flash mobs. So, oh, they have? Yeah. Okay. They love so flash just, mobs. They love flash mobs. They're just procrastinating yeah, at this three point. Three flash mobs. One of Wait, them might what? have been a dream sequence. Okay. Yeah, they did the safety dance, which was a dream sequence. They sang yes. that song in the gap, and then they... Did the Barbra Streisand <laughs> song, which isn't a song you can sing because it's mostly instrumentals. <laughs> so they're not good at flash mobs. <laughs> I forgot about the gap of it all. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to go check that one out. Please do. It's bananas. Uh, uh, one point for continuity. They bring up the fact that in the past, they like, so uh, Schuster says, okay, to fundraise for the remainder of the money we need for na- for um, national. Is this regionals now? Regionals. Regionals. We're going to do, like, door-to-door Valentine's Day caroling. And but the rest of the Valentine's club is Day. like, yeah. And the rest of the club is like, absolutely fucking not. The last time we did that, we had shit thrown at us. Um, I so will say, maybe not. if I was a student in school, I would be much more, 
like willing to hear kids come in and sing like Christmas songs at me around the holidays then two months later for them to come in and sing love songs specifically to one person that seems way worse mm-hmm. I would yes. not want yeah. carol like Valentine's Day caroling that sounds bad whereas Christmas caroling I'm like okay it's the holiday spirit we're all here to have a good time but if you're barging mm-hmm. into my math classroom to sing gym class heroes to one person I am not here for that yeah and and like I'm I'm in the suspending disbelief because I went to a, a like like what feels like a fake Hollywood high school where like the biggest thing in the of the school year was a lip sync competition. Okay. Like yeah. it, the, I went to like a school from a movie with an outdoor school. I went to school a school where this, this would could ha- feasibly you went fly to a and this would an outdoor lunch area like this is possible yes. not like it is in Ohio. Right. Ohio in February. I was like, that's confusing. Yeah. yeah, I went to school in San Diego, and it was an outdoor. It was in a canyon, and there were, you know, it was an outdoor school. There were food carts mm-hmm. for lunch, and you know, we had a DJ. So that sounds I'm, great. This could have happened. It was cool, and this you could have had. Sounds like you went to the high break school from Victorious, the Nickelodeon TV show that launched the career of Ariana Grande. <laughs> Possibly, I, it probably was. And so what I'm saying is like th- things like this could have flown at my high school, and I still think I would have found this annoying. <laughs> so. That, with a high bar of tolerance for what weird bullshit could happen at a school, even this is too much. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then really quickly we get, like, Sugar just kind of forks over a wad of cash and is like, well, here's your money. Um, now we're going to do a Valentine's Day party, of course, at Breadsticks, the only restaurant in town. She goes full um, Oprah. Mm-hmm. She's like, everyone look under your seats. Yeah. And then makes it... And- but Artie, your seat kept moving, so I put it in the garbage over there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yikes, but also did make me laugh. Like, like, <laughs> just yes. the absurdity of it. Yes, we we do get like a quick drum roll, Rachel, which is of course like she does not drum roll. It, instead of she does not drum roll. She gives like half a rim shot, which is funny because like her boyfriend is a professional drummer. Um, in real life and in uh, the universe as well at this point. Um, but that was so funny as well. And so it's a Valentine's Day party at Breadsticks, couples only. Um, and uh, my last note on this scene is why do we have this character? Yeah, she's stuck around it's, a lot longer than you'd think. Are yeah. we talking about Sharpay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so where did she come from and what was her so purpose Sharp- before? Sharpay, oh, okay. Sugar, Ryan, um, Mata came in the first episode to add... The drama was that she auditioned for Glee Club, which you don't have to audition for, and couldn't sing. And so Will was like, what do we do? We've never had someone who couldn't sing in Glee Club before, which is also not true. Um, They just forgot about that part of someone else's character. (laughs) And so it was part of his villain era where he said, sorry, we really need to win this year so you can't join Glee Club. So she hired Adina Menzel to come and be her own personal Glee Club teacher that split up the Glee Clubs for a while, and now everything about that's been undone, and she just ended up in Glee Club anyway. And okay. she still can't sing properly. Right. Okay, and then, and we don't know how long she's there for. She, should, but, she comes and goes. She's a re like, sometimes yeah. she, she sits in the choir room. She does background. This is the most plot she's ever had. Right. Oh, I, I okay, so, so that's just where I popped in. I would have thought she was the new No, she's basically nothing. Her job is to be annoying. There was a plot at the beginning where they said that she had self-diagnosed Asperger's and they seem to have mostly dropped that which is good because mm-hmm. that's very yeah. problematic that's yeah bad. yeah um yeah because this is pre because I, I know Becca Tobin who comes in yeah, later yeah she's later but I guess she must have just I must have just missed her 
I feel like she comes in. No, spoiler. They have another cast member coming yeah, to the show. There's, uh, <laughs> there's like five season. more seasons. Oh, oh God. Um, um, this person is friends with someone weird on TikTok. I don't remember who, but like she showed up in like someone other thing. I'm like, is that Sugar from Glee? Like not doing anything. <laughs> I think she was like friends with a plant forager. And you're like, hey. Amaz- amazing. Sure. Good for <laughs> you. Wonderful. You're like crossover. Mm-hmm. Universe- crossover. Yes. You brought up breadsticks, which made me dive into... Um, I don't know if we want to discuss uh, Ryan Murphy's first TV series, Popular, at this point, and the comparisons that I that between that and Glee. Do you know what Popular? I am is? aware of it. I've never seen it. That is his Same. like first sort of foray into I feel like this sort of genre. Okay, so Popular was Ryan Murphy's show on the WB for two seasons, 99, 2000, 2001. And uh, it was very much, I, I, even in like when I was a kid, I was like, this, this is ahead of its time. I was like, wrong network, wrong era. Like, I just knew it. I was like, because nobody gets this because you could tell that they were trying to do, WB probably wanted to do a new Dawson's mm-hmm. Creek, a new thing like that. But they got Ryan Murphy and it, again, took place at like LA High School. But it was very much like, take all of like, you know when like Glee would be really funny in a very weird way that almost felt like a different level that's what popular would do and then it would be, but then you could see it was fighting against like the teen rom-com rom- romance right. sort of thing that they wanted to do yeah, I could always feel like the show would be at odds with each other they'd have this really really beautiful layered story about like body image or or um because it was all about popularity and then out, out of nowhere there'd be like they would do like a new Argentina in the in the in the cafeteria it was like and I heard him talk about it on the DVD extras back when I listened to those and it was, it was very much like I wanted to put like Heathers on top of this thing so it was a lot of like it was kind of like that but the, the archetypes were very similar so they didn't have like so when Glee came out I said oh there's Bobby Glass like I looked at Sue Sylvester I said that's Bobby Glass because in, in popular the teacher who was a villain was um the science teacher and fantastic actress and so good. I wish I could see her in more stuff, but she was just, she was like, was she was the villain, but she was the science teacher and she hated the kids. But then out of nowhere, cause you mentioned this in the one of the episodes I listened to, you're talking about like how Sue, they always had to do a reset button yeah. on her mm-hmm. and she would be the villain and then have this like layered epiphany later. Bobby Glass kind of had that every now and then. Um, but like by season two, she cut off her finger and had a robot finger. It was, it was, huh. it, it was wild. But at the same time, it was always like, really funny and grounded in some some really cool realistic moments um and but also like it felt like he took a lot of whatever i personally feel worked in popular and was able to blow it up on a lot in into glee in a lot of ways but they had a place it wasn't uh, it wasn't breadsticks it was called croutons so so they would go to croutons oh my God. so it's things like that so when i would pop into glee sometimes i go oh that's that's like either that's the, a holdover from popular the ghost of popular past Yes, and only two seasons. It, oh my gosh, he did a whole whatever happened to Baby Jane episode, and this I'm like, this is a teen show. Teens are not going <laughs> for the WB. To, yeah. No, I didn't get it, but I loved it. <laughs> and I think like what the way you describe the like ba- what was that series, those two seasons, I think is very much the first two seasons of first Glee, two seasons of Glee because yeah. okay, those are considerably more cohesive, where you like and a have little that, weirder too. I think yes, I think mm-hmm. so. That's what I felt like when I would tune in to Glee in like season one. I'd be like, "This is reminding me in places of of popular Makes and sense. Uh, the what." If you've watched any of the American Horror Stories lately, the last couple of seasons, he uses Leslie Grossman. Yes. Um, now, but she was the she was a the, a big part of popular. She played like the the rich cheerleader from Texas named Mary Cherry, and right, it's some of the best right. performance I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. 
I, I, yeah, like, so I go, remember go, like go watch popular on YouTube. Do it. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, no, you were please. saying what? No, I was just like I like oh. I remember like recently listening to an interview with her and she was talking about that. So yeah, that like yeah. light bulb. Um, our next scene in Glee is the the God Squad. Um, this no, is new. No, we have a whole other no? scene. You're freaking. Oh, oh my, my goodness, Ian. No, you're right. You're right. No, my no my my notes scroll down. Okay, like, I was like, you're gonna go right past the introduction of of Rachel Berry's, Berry's famous parents. Yeah. First of all. Oh, this is their introduction. This is their introduction. This is the first time we oh, see them. Oh wow. Um, I didn't know these were his her parents yes. either. So I screamed. I have in caps. Stokes and Jeff Goldblum opening with a J Hud yeah. reference. It's <laughs> wild. Um. Also, they lure Finn and Rachel into the theater with a note that says, come to the auditorium, it's urgent, signed by Mandy Patinkin. Do you believe that Finn Hudson knows who Mandy Patinkin is and it's enough of a draw to get him to do fucking anything? At this point, I think so. He and Rachel have been on and off slash now just on and now engaged for long enough that, like, he knows what's up. Um, Homeland, Homeland came out within that last year. Yes. So I would say he probably Indeed. would bare minimum Homeland know him from fan. Homeland. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I just, think he watched Homeland. The idea with of Finn being like Mandy Patinkin needs me does did not <laughs> compute. But yes, uh, the reason that they are called to the auditorium is because Rachel's dads, for the first time we see them, um, are here to invite. Found out about their engagement and uh, are in, they're happy. We'll put some air quotes around that. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Rachel's dads are fully uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell and Jeff Goldblum, which is wild. That's a, that, that's a good then, get. Yeah, that's a good get. You know when they got that, they're like, yes. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, that is a, that is a great couple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I um, tell people about, like, Glee, like, who haven't watched it, and I go, you know, Jeff Goldblum's on this show. They're like, you're lying to me. There's no <laughs> way, like, especially now, people don't, I feel like, consider him as someone who would be on Glee. But there he, here he is. I mean, they had just got Helen Mirren two weeks before or something. That's true. Like, Ryan Murphy, the power. This show uh, yeah. was, had a stranglehold on everyone. Everyone would yeah. be Yeah, on it Glee. did. So. Yeah. Today I learned that Brian Stoke Mitchell was also in the original Broadway cast of Ragtime with Leah Michelle. So, oh yeah, oh right. Perhaps yeah. they were. I old didn't friends. even make that connection. <laughs> Perhaps they were old friends. Maybe she was like, "Oh, I know the perfect person to play him, but can you call him for me? I can't read." Allegedly. <laughs> Her work. In- I like how she hasn't come out. She hasn't come out to refute it. No, exactly. she just laughs it off in I- interviews, which is suspicious. Hey, oh, they do ask she's her. She's been interviews. asked, and she's like, "That's ridiculous," and then she just sweats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, look, as if we I all know, her... she gets to choose the emojis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. As she does, I if I were her, I would, and I feel like she's going to do this in some form. Like I don't know, they'll have her present at the Tonys or something, and she'll make some joke about it. Like mm. she'll like, "Sorry, what?" Like she won't like. <laughs> well, when be she able presented to... <laughs> at this year's Tonys with Zach Braff, like there was some people were doing analysis videos of like. Here you can watch Zach Braff reading a teleprompter, and Leah Michelle is just looking any direction but in front of her and saying the words she <laughs> like, needs to say. Like she couldn't have made it worse than she did. One of my friends used to date her, and then another friend 
would always be hanging out with them. So she, he was like, he's like, I was like, and he, I was like, so can she read? <laughs> like, I was, was kidding when I asked him. He's like, no, she, I've, watched, I've gone to dinner with her. She reads menus. I'm like, are there pictures on? <laughs> you can memorize a menu beforehand. <laughs> yeah, was the restaurant her choice? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, 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 I do believe that she can read. I think it's, it's, a, it's a meme that got out of control, but I do think that if I were her, I would absolutely fully lay into At it. At this point, right. she should. I would, I would have to. Like, she has yeah. to, yeah. It'd probably be the only thing better for her at this point, just just to lean into Leah Michelle can't read. Like if we're truly yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if we and if we are truly on the Leah Michelle redemption arc, like she she's gotta. This is a slippery it's slope a, for her. Yeah. It, 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 if any, it, it's one of the things that's made it the whole thing playful mm-hmm. for sure. So, um, um, but I don't know how we got here. Well, <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, well, because Jeff we Goldblum. said <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, Brian and Stokes Mitchell, right. old friend of Leah Michelle, oh, yeah, yeah. can you call her up? Yes. I can't read allegedly. Right. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so we got like a very like 2012 stereotypical like media depiction of like two married men bickering away. Um, and that's just kind of their game this whole And Tony episode. Danza uh, is a topic of conversation and Tony, like frequently. Tony Danza, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess one of the dads had a, a, a dream that they went ice fishing with Tony Danza and that's enough to cause a rift in their marriage. Anyway, <laughs> the dad's names are because Brian Smith Mitchell. His name is L- Leroy, not Leroy. It is Leroy. like yes, French Leroy. And then I don't remember what Jeff Goldblum's name is because I refer. It's to something like Reinhold or Hiram. No, I was just Hiram. 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 Like Hiram. Veronica Lodge's dad. Yes, and then then we, uh, like then they're like okay, like cool. Well, you guys I'm are getting to- married. We'll have dinner. We're happy. Yay. We'll have dinner. All the families, um, welcome to the family. Sure. Um, now cut to the God now Squad. Now we go to the God Squad. Which apparently is a thing now. Which I also um, wrote down, Christian Club was question mark. Yeah. Is That's that also new this sort episode? Sort of. They've had vague, there was a chastity club for a while, which is different from the God Squad. Um, they've and, never had this before. Yeah, the chastity club was just like, Quinn and like the cheer, all the cheerleaders at that time. So it was like Quinn, Santana, Brittany, and their like respective boyfriends. Okay. But now it's like Mercedes, who we have her at church in one episode. She's been, um, she's a Sam- known. She, no, because she remember she was praying in the religion episode. Like you're right. Mercedes' relationship to God has been explored before. On That's this fair. That's fair. Fox TV show. But Sam was a new one for me. Well, Sam voluntarily chose to help. Um, the homeless, so that's how you can tell that he was. That's right. court. That's oh, that's court yes. overstreet. Yes. Okay. And I didn't did I don't know how long this goes on, but it felt I didn't get what this was. Like why I didn't get why any of them were there. I didn't I didn't understand. They're there it. purely, I think, to introduce um, Mr. Dreadlocks, uh, <laughs> who is, um, shit. I should have remembered his real his real human name. Sam. Joe? His name Isn't is it, Joe yeah. Hart Joe. in this show, and he is played oh, by Hart. Samuel Larson, um, who is the other winner of the Glee uh, project. Oh. So, Season one. Who was the uh, Who was the main uh, winner? They were split. One could argue there was no main winner, but uh, I guess technically. And one can even argue that Heather uh, Lindsay Heather Pierce was, was the, the real, real winner. winner. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so um, the Irish kid, whose only personality is Irish. Um, oh, that was my other thing. Is who is this? He was the guy? other winner of the Glee okay. project. So he's been on for a little bit. He's probably gonna get the 
Because see, that's the thing is, I had seen when you when Joe show, Joe, I had, I'm like I've seen this guy yeah. before. Like that wasn't like whereas I, I had not seen flannel or Sharpay before. Yeah. Roy right. Irish gets really nothing. Joe gets a little bit more plot. Um, but this is his introductory episode, so they had to bring him in. He won a contest. Uh, yeah, and the character they went with is hip Christian. Hippie Christian. Okay. Different. Hippie Christian. Fair. No, fair. Fair. Former homeschool kid here to socialize. Somehow they needed to yeah. explain why this sophomore is covered in tattoos. Um, which I right. don't think they, they did they a very good job of. Yeah, and his whole, like, his mission is... Uh, to uh, let the school uh, teach the school that it's cool to be Christian. Okay. He plays okay. guitar, but he only knows Christian songs, and he wanted to take his shoes off. Which I thought was an interesting. It's always interesting when you when you get that in a close up. Uh, I'm always wondering what, why? why? Like I, I, it it didn't. I was like, was it just to be like so they could be like, oh, he's like Jesus. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we needed this close up. Like who? Ryan Murphy's been having weird right. things with close up body parts lately, and I think he should have reexamined why he was doing Agreed. that. Yeah. I did see, I, I missed who the writer was, but I did see that it was Brad Falchuk who, who directed this episode, but mm. I remember that now from the beginning, but I don't know who the uh, writer was. The writer was. was Allie Alder Adler. Okay. Okay. Because this is the first season that they have more than like the three, three white male writers okay. that created the show. Um, so that's okay. good. Yeah, and then we cut to the cafeteria. Um, people are talking about like I don't know if remember people were talking about their dates or if I just got that, like, Puck is bringing an entire sorority because he now cleans the pool at the sorority house and has just slept with all of them. Um, yeah, they make fun of him for dating a teacher. Uh, yeah. Which is not something I think you should really be making fun of someone for as much as being deeply concerned by, but... Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kurt is getting secret admirer cards. Is it from Blaine? Is it not from Blaine? Who's to say? We'll find out later. Here's the thing about this. Kurt is not shocked enough by the fact that someone shows up in a gorilla costume and hands him a present. <laughs> I agree. He seemed, he says, oh, it's a gorilla gram. Like, this is a normal occurrence to happen. <laughs> oh, this wasn't like, this wasn't like um, Damien and Mean Girls walking around handing out candy. This wasn't no. like a school-wide thing. This was no, just a unique thing. No, this was just happening Kurt to Kurt, thing. as far as we can tell. And he's very, okay. very blasé about someone approaching him in a full gorilla costume in the middle of the school day. Like, right. what the actual <laughs> fuck? He's like, Truly. Oh, oh, it's a gorilla gram. A gorilla gram, of course. No one else knows what this is, Kurt, and you are you should not be okay <laughs> with this. <laughs> uh, and then from there, it's Artie and Rory are now fighting over sugar. For some reason, I hate, this is... I hate it. Like, what for what? Because they need, for a, they what, need some water for them. Fine, but... Uh, what? <sighs> Artie has had nothing to do this season except for direct West Side Story, so that's done. He can't keep doing that. Um, sure. Rory's going to be written off the show soon because his seven-episode arc is almost up that he is won. Up. <laughs> so they needed to do something. It's Valentine's Day. There's only so many girls available. I mean, Quinn is single. Yeah, but she's. They've done. They've they've written Quinn off already. I know. Quinn's done. Uh, Diana Agron's there to collect her for paycheck. Diana yeah, exactly. And yeah. get written off to go to Yale. Like, yeah, that's. Um, I hate that you're right about that. Um, <laughs> Roy just having a four-leaf clover on hand truly shows that the show knows nothing about him as a character <laughs> that they invented. Mm -mm. They were like, I right. don't know. No. 
Irish. We have a still? we have an Irish guy that can kind of sing like Elvis. Um, let's just let's just go. And Kurt's Kurt's yeah. statement of do you people just carry those around with you? I was like, okay, so at least they know that they know nothing except for stereotypes about Irish people. Right. Um, it's we a, get one. They went that route with it's it. It's a wonder they're not just having him. They don't have him holding a potato in every scene at this point. Like they're <laughs> one step away from that. I'm yeah. Um, we do get one like chicks dig accents. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of like no one knows what you're saying. Jokes. Right. Did we get? Did we see? Did we see Britney's playlist yet? Not yet. Did we yes. Get to that? Which, not yet. Okay. Not yet. There's, but. I, I did sure write I down. We will not. Be I did write down every that. song. Um, I figured we probably all did. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, instead we and get then like, like a little duet. Yeah. We go um, to the choir room. No one's there except Mike. Oh, is this the first song? Yes. Yes. It took a while. They sing going the like the dads uh, sing a little bit of going to the chapel. A little bit, but not really enough. It just it took a, a while for them to sing, and then they only yes, sang. Yes, that's kind of how it goes. For a while, when he doesn't really know what to do with an episode. Right. This is an episode okay. without plot as much as it is with theme. And so when mm-hmm. they don't really have a plot, they just sort of put as much in as they can to justify getting to songs, and then they just iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. Okay. And, like, this is also why I feel like this series should have been half-hour episodes rather than full, because I think you can take all of these, like, weird, all-over-the-place plots and, like, just have two in 30 minutes mm-hmm. we'll get to it like but like there was a point where they finished a song and i was like oh i guess we're done and we were only halfway through the episode <laughs> and oh, okay yeah so like the traditional building of like a musical Does, yeah some of the songs would feel like a build to an end right. i wonder if it would in a different landscape if it would if it would have been structured uh differently um i'm thinking of the time that he probably he probably wrote this and sold it in like seven or eight so mm. I mean, at that point, we were only just getting into, like, multi-cam, no, single-cam yeah. half-hours being the norm. Um, I think maybe, like, that kind of started with, like, 30 Rock, mm-hmm. I think. Sure. Really being the norm. Before then, I mean, we still had... So I'm wondering I'm wondering if, they, if he would have done it in, a, in an hour setting or not. Because from what I remember from the pilot is they don't even sing. They don't sing until... They don't do any Glee Club until the very end. Yeah, they ba- they uh, barely episode, sing right? in the pilot comparatively. The first they have half like of the first the audition season, songs. You're averaging like, three those to are four, cuts. roughly three yeah. songs yeah. an episode, I'm, and then by this point, we're up to at least six songs an episode. Yeah, it's definitely it was more like at six. I know that in the pilot, that's why I know about like people have um, I've read you know study about like why the pilot was crafted so well, yeah. and the fact that like it opens with this big cheerleader number, even though that's not part of the Glee Club, just so the people the audience knows what the show is going to be because they're not going to sing till the end, which I think is so yeah. smart, um, in, in a way in, in a way to craft something like that where you don't really actually get to see what the show is going to be in the pilot. Pilot's right. a great episode. Um, of so I want to give pilot is Glee great. some props. Pilot's on a great episode. Yeah. The pilot is really good. And yeah. then. Yeah, because we had eight songs in this episode, and they didn't start until about a quarter of the way through, which means that those last three-fourths, you're just a mile a minute. But but let's talk about Mike and Tina doing... The song from Parent L- Trap. The song from is, Parent Trap. Has a real name. I think it's L-O-V-E. Um, okay. L-O-V-E. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I love this. Like, I don't it's typically sweet. care for this song. But like Tina and Mike doing it, just like that got me. Like I was, I was here for it. I mean, frankly, um, yeah, I like that. This a lot. is the most any of the. So it's they're singing it as a duet. It's very cute, and it's intercut with a montage of 
Artie and Rory trying to one-up each other to win Sugar's affection. And frankly, this is the most any of the characters involved have had to do all season. Like, yes. Oh, wow. This is the most we've seen any of them do. So it's a nice moment all around. The one-upmanship has some funny, like, semi-funny visual gags. And you're, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with Jenna Ushkowitz's career, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the most, like, they, they do her so dirty on this series. Yeah. Like, she gets so yeah. little screen time and song time. And, like, the fact that we were finally able to give her a song, I was so happy mm-hmm. about it. And then it was undercut by this one-upmanship, and I was like, I could do without that. Um, especially because, yeah, like... Yeah, she's so great. She's so great. Um, but, like, they got they got her, like, confetti in the hallway. Yeah. That, they're just making a mess. And then they someone gets someone her a real a puppy dog. In school. Yeah. A full-ass puppy. You can't bring a live dog into school. Yeah. Well, you, um, not without permission. I blacked out during this. I don't remember a dog in the show. I would have remembered that. Wait, what? At one point... I must have been only paying attention to the song. And you'd be right. Um, now, at one point, Rory be brings right. Sugar a, pu- a real puppy. And then... Like, oh, yeah, okay. like, Artie gives her, like, a fake puppy in, like, a toy purse thing, which is immediately followed by a real puppy. A real puppy. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I'm right on this, but I really do believe that Jenna Oshkowitz played Little Red Riding Hood in Into the Woods at her school, and I, at her college, and I could be completely wrong, but now I want to see that. Like, can't we? <laughs> I'm not getting She an was Little enough. Red oh, yeah. in Where she took. Words, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like that. I'd like to see that. And I say that as somebody who uh, loves Into the Woods. So yes. I, I don't know if you've seen the revival yet. Or the, Twice. Yeah, the, Twice. It's so good. It's so good. And she's great. Ju- Julia is amazing. Yeah. Um, they're all so good. Yes. Um, sorry, sidetrack. Side I mean, These are the look, important could... facts we need to know. Exactly. And. Karina and I have done bonus episodes about musicals, and we've done whole series about musicals. So, um, don't put it past us. Um, there was that no that that when that when annoying actor friend started, it was the summer of the the Shakespeare in the Park into the woods. Yeah, a lot of like my early stuff was like into the woods jokes and things like that. Um, that was a good production but, too. Uh, yeah, for, I I think I feel like I had like many drinks before, so I only remember parts <laughs> of it. Uh, you probably got the gist. Correct. But yeah, so then we have a commercial break, and then we cut to the hallway. Yeah, Brittany has this made is where Santana we get... a playlist, which is adorable. Right. Please, let's discuss the songs that Brittany... She says, these are the songs I hear in my head when I think of you. Up top <laughs> starts Purple People Eater. Mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Followed by Disco Duck. Yep. The Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. On top of Spaghetti, which fucking sent me. Um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Pac-Man mm-hmm. Fever, Osama Yo Mama, and the theme song to Different Strokes. This <laughs> high art. This is and it's, yeah. This and was it's good. such like a quick cutaway gag too. They did not linger on there. You had to like pause and look to be able to get all of them, which means Glee was like those. If you know, you know. You're gonna you're gonna get to enjoy yes. whatever is happening in Britney Pierce's brain. Always a always a joy yeah, with that she's one. She's <laughs> honestly the best. Top tier this episode. She barely does anything, but, like, her her little appearance is just loving it. You know how, like, 
she was there. What was the deal? Is she was there? They hired her because she was one of the single ladies yeah, dancers. Yeah, she was hired to yes. teach right? the single ladies dance. Yes, and they just kept her on. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar thing with what feels like happened with with Leslie Grossman in, in Popular, where it was like she was there as like a side. She wasn't one of the main ones, and then it was like, oh, she there's just too much here with She's this actress good. to, yeah. to yeah. ignore. She's too good. Um, and I always love that that happened with Britney. That that like that. That was even more of a wild story. Coming there to choreograph something, and they're like, "No, we got to no, keep you." We just need, we need <laughs> you to stand in the back and do some dancing. And over the course of a series and a half, you're going to rise to be one of the most popular characters in one of the most popular yeah. uh, relationships as well on TV. Yeah, time. that that's what I do love, and I feel like we miss a little bit with um with a uh, short order C- TV series orders that that used to happen. You have a long twenty two episodes or something like that. You can see that happen with characters. I feel like that happened with like Spike mm-hmm. on Buffy. Um, I mean, I guess it happened like Steve on Stranger Things. He was supposed to be like, oh, no, we like him. And then they kept yeah. him. They're going to kill him off. But like it, 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 it was usually big shows like this. You get to see like where, where you could tell where the showrunners fell in love with an yeah. actor. Right. But we can't enjoy this. Um, I, what's their actual couple's name? Because I forget. Because I just wrote Santitney that one time. No, and it's I a, it's Britannia. That's all. Britannia. Um, their ship name. But we can't enjoy Britannia too much because they're as they're about to kiss, Figgins puts the kibosh on that, by calls yelling, them into the office. By yelling teenage <laughs> lesbians down the hallway. <laughs> and this is why you don't have your personal conversations in the hallway, Glee. Yeah, you get caught. And so we cut to his office because someone basically lodged a complaint on a religious a religious he, complaint that he, he like starts it off by being like PDA is not acceptable in this school. And Santana's like, okay, but if that's what the about case, Finchel? Yeah, you. And then, mm-hmm. and even the principal, even Figgins, is like, yeah, I don't really want to see that either. I'd much rather watch you guys kiss, which is a weird thing to say, but Yikes. fair. No, that's zoinks. Zoinks indeed. Yeah. Um, but apparently, someone lodged a complaint. We never find out who, as far as I know. I feel like they imply at one point that it was the God Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we they do... It's not really confirmed. It's not confirmed because New Guy Joe says he's never even sure he's seen a gay person, which would not be the case right. if he was complaining about two girls lesbian kissing in the hallway. <laughs> right. Um. So... Right. But Santana's like, wow, this is homophobia. And everyone's like, yep. Yep. Sure yeah. is. Um, unless, unless Joe doesn't think that women can be gay. That's true. He that may not understand. Just think. Right. Yeah. yeah Very like, possible. <laughs> So, cut to the Glee Club. Um, I, the, I guess, like, Matthew Morrison was fighting for his lines because the first line in this scene is already four wheels on the floor, please, and, like, just nothing else. Like, then just straight to Finn and Rachel announcing their wedding. Engagement. Engagement. Sorry. Um, we find out Kurt was the one that told Rachel's dad because he thinks they're making a mistake, and so does everybody else. Yeah. They are, as it turns out, 17, 18 years old. Um, yes. And then we have Tina as her only function so far in the season, which is to just be sweet and supportive on the side and go, you know what? Good for you. I support you. Which, like... Even if I don't want to get married now, I'm, like, I'm in love, and that's great for you guys. Yeah. Um, Um, Puck Puck makes, of course, the logical leap, which is to say, oh, when's the due date? Because that is why (laughs) teens get married. I mean... Probably especially teens in Ohio. Historically, yeah. that is his deal. So yeah, he's very well aware of teenage pregnancy. Um, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, "This is a bad idea." 
but Tina's, yeah, Tina doesn't get to have any personality except for supportive. And then Artie's like, yeah, 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 I support you too. Move. So I can sing this song by <laughs> Mario. Like, <laughs> well, the first they say that they're registered at Samuel French. I, I meant to look up which where I thought was. really funny. It is. Oh, um, that's a. Uh, it's a playwriting company, like a licensing company. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like where you can get your, like, you get the rights to do the odd couple. So, right. right. <laughs> Rachel knows what the rights to things are. Will is hearing about yeah. this. So when you shout out to a friend of the show, Annette Storkman, who used to work there. Um, maybe even around that time. Yeah. Well, that's good. That means that's no, a good not joke. A, not that time. It's a that's good, a- yeah. We get already, quote, I got sugary sweet game to spit. And I said, gross. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so he starts in on this song. Um, Finn got to the drums really quickly, was my first note. Um, and then we get this boy band moment, which is fine it is fine um yeah this is the one where i was like when did they find time to rehearse this one-off and they should be working on their national stuff like this is probably this easily took them at least two hours to do yeah you would think yeah if not more um i don't know how how quick they are but i feel like this whole thing this like no we high have... school kids got a lot going on they took a while probably to learn this thing and on top of that we have had plot lines where specific members of the glee club have had to have like special dance training classes um Mm -hmm. so i don't know that they would pick this up in the matter of two two hours ish that they realistically would have had but um time in the glee universe is shrug emoji fluid so (laughs) this song that Artie sings is let me love you which is sung by mario and when I hear the song, Let Me Love You, I think of a different song from a similar time, which was sung by... Um, Chris Brown? No, it's by Neo. It is Neo. Um, but the weird thing I've learned trying to figure it out is that this one sung by Mario was also written by Neo. Oh, wow. So dude just was like, I write this song, Let Me Love You, great. Cut it, send it to Mario. Here's a second one. <laughs> has very similar themes. Can't think of a different title though. So, Neo this one's has mine. Neo has written two songs <laughs> called "Let Me Love You." Is the moral of the story? <laughs> he I kind of love that. It makes me feel a little bit better about like potentially reusing jokes. Yeah. <laughs> or reframing them. I, yeah. I expected um, you know. this to my be own, the, not others. To be the Neo song, and then it wasn't. Me too. And even now, I'm like, I don't even... And I watched this episode this morning. I'm yeah. just trying to remember what this song is. I All I can think of is the Neo one. Right, me too. And I watched um, this episode about an hour ago. So... Right, yeah. I watched it very recently. Because I texted you about this episode, and you were like, uh-oh, I don't know what's going on yet. Um, I was grocery shopping. I was like, I have time. No, good for you. Good oh. for you. Um, there was one cutaway in this song that made me laugh so hard and it was just a quick cutaway to tina who i don't think knew that she was being filmed because she just looked so bored that's been happening a lot (laughs) this season there's been a lot of like people forgetting that to act uh so (laughs) like there's definitely another like rachel berry like eyes glazed over and lights on no one's home why use the shot then right cam as you say karina camera angles mean something um, this song was fine, but mostly forgettable. I did like that they had yes. a little bit of backup dancing moment, but yeah, and it More works. I guess. Was. I guess Sugar is entranced by this Mario song because she ends it with "Wheel me to class" and hops on his lap. Yeah. Anyway, remember gym class heroes? Remember gym class heroes? 
Um, I that was also my note because I they had a they had, that was they had, 2012 was their time. 2012 yeah. was the year of gym class heroes. What's gym class heroes? Um, they're the ones who exactly. Sing, um, yeah, Stereo Hearts. The oh, that was them. The song from this. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was like Jason Mraz. Um, no, <laughs> it was gym class heroes featuring Adam Levine. Um, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 I loved this then, song when it came out. Yeah. Right. It's and then time capsule song. They, that and um. Uh, take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I got. Ba-da-da-da. Is that Gym Class Heroes? I think that came out a little earlier, but mm-hmm. that was also Gym Class Heroes. Um, it all yeah, that it all it all falls it's together so in the same place as in my head as like uh, as um na na honey I'm good I can take yeah. a moment of <laughs> yes. was way later I think maybe it was probably way later. Um, um, oh, and Trav- yeah, part of Gym Class Heroes was also in Billionaire, which they also did earlier. Yes, not all. Which they did was that this. They, I don't remember if it was this season or last, but they definitely did it was that. last season. But yeah, so... First of all, we're in an entirely seasonally inappropriate food board. If it's supposed Is this to be their school? Seven, yeah. Yes. It's, it's always been in their Ohio. school. In Ohio. Uh, this is the school... That, uh, this has to be the school they filmed the OC movie at with, um, with like, Colin possibly. Hanks, right? It lets it looks like it's, like, a... It's an outdoor school, right? It is, like, okay. an... It's a school that inexplicably has an outdoor food court, considering it's supposed to be in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Because... It, those schools in Ohio, they have like they have like the, the sad. They don't even have courtyards because there's no there's no season in which it's appropriate to be dining outdoors, no. in any school that's not in LA, basically. Yeah. Maybe there's two picnic yeah. tables outside somewhere, but it it is not an elaborate setup like this, and you could not be getting away with wearing a light denim jacket, Quinn. No. In February. In February in Ohio, it's far too sunny and dry. Your LA is showing glee. <laughs> like worse than again going going to Gilmore Girls, how like Gilmore Girls every now and then would have a shot in Stars Hollow of or clearly the Hollywood Hills because it was shot yes. in one of those back lots. You're like, oh, there's a mountain. Yeah, but at least they tried with their costuming. Like, oh yeah, yeah, they would not. They'd be in right. winter outfits. Yes, but Glee is just like, no, they won't look pretty in real winter coats. Coats. So put them in no. a light denim. <laughs> right, and then I feel like later on in the episode, Quinn is fully in like an overcoat. Yeah. Um, it- they 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 remembered makes that no sense, um, right? So yeah, um, but enough about that. Sam has to rap now, which is yeah. A choice. This could have used a a choice. This could have used um, a warning. Yeah, <laughs> content no, 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 warning. That took me out. Over street rapping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not even Artie. Like I know who at least <sighs> like we don't like to or, we don't love it, but at least he's technically better at it. Right. Or even Will Schuster, which would have been. <laughs> On brand. Still would have been worse. It would have been on brand, but it still would have been bad. Yeah, and just everybody in the food court is just fine with this. And mm-hmm. Rachel loves this. There's a guy in the background juggling for a minute out of nowhere. Uh, church, um, whole church choir comes in. Whole church, oh, yeah, choir. church choir. This was the in. flash mob energy. Yeah. Oh, arguably at my school, we this could have been a promposal, and we might have been okay with yeah. it. Yeah. It would have made more sense as a promposal instead of a $10 uh, service mm-hmm. that they paid for. Yeah. That's a right. lot of production for $10. Yeah. Promposal, yes. Right. Also, uh. the assignment was the world's greatest love songs, and I don't think anyone in their right mind would consider Stereo Heart by the no. Gym Class Heroes one of the world's greatest love songs. I think it's one of the 2012's greatest running songs. Yes. Yeah. Like, if I was going to run to it, because I did, it was on my running mix, but I wouldn't call it the world's greatest love song. I wouldn't call it the world's greatest running song. No. It's a fine song that if I heard it on the radio, I'd be like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Was... It's, I would also throw in there the world's greatest, hey, remember Adam Levine exists in 2012 song because oh, he, was he was everywhere in 2012. He was not letting you forget his existence in 2012. Mm-mm. It's true. Yeah. Adam yeah, Levine he, he did. He hosted SNL that year, I think, because he did. Um, then when he played, he did Neve Shulman in Catfish. I just remember that because that's how I learned that Catfish was a show. Huh? <laughs> it was oh, right, through that yeah. sketch. Um, yeah. But uh, on promposals, I mean, like I had pyro at my promposal, so like I. Wow. I, <laughs> I did. I love promposals. I mean, it wasn't full pyro. It was a confetti cannon. Still. Um, <laughs> confetti that's machine explosives. cannon. So what I'm hearing is that this was a regular thing for you guys. This kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. We yeah. did, and, and we were early to the promposals because they weren't really happening they yet. They weren't big until I'm, you could uh, film them. Yeah, and right. and but we did them, and I, we my, I had mine. I did mine at the nominating convention for student council, where I was running for get this commissioner of spirit, which meant that I would run the pep rallies and the assemblies. And so I did the nominating convention. We were running; the two of us were running together. There was no there was no third person, so it, it didn't matter what we did at it because we were both going to be on the ballot. So I I did some weird sketch stuff with my friends and then I asked my well, who would be my prom date to prom at it. this is junior year I think and, and it was in the gym and I had this confetti cannon machine set up it had like four confetti cannons and at the end of the thing when she said yes and then we danced to like phantasmic music or something mm-hmm. I exp- mm-hmm. my friends like went pyro and then like these four like combustible explosions happened with confetti and powder and it went all over the gym and then I went See ya, I gotta go to LA for an audition and I left it. <laughs> this is powerful. Left, left it. Uh, I was Bravo. like, gotta go, bye, bye. Extremely powerful. I'm not proud wow. of that, everybody. I'm not proud of that. That's probably totally why I didn't, I didn't win. I, you, <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like you should be, because that was. Like, <laughs> you did go to God the bless. Nickelodeon High School for. Uh, Victoria Justice and Ariana. We Ronde. did, we yes. did, I did. So yeah, I'll go. I'll, if I sang Hearts, a stereo, whatever, it would have been fine. It would have been, yeah. I actually yeah. think I did have I want it that way in that piece I did. So it was the same. Um, anyway, sorry, Amazing. I digress. It's okay. Um, I'm loving all of these tangents, but um, <laughs> yeah. So we get the song. It's I guess fun. It's yeah. it's fine. Um, okay. Cordova then, um, should stick to not this for his singing, right? Because he's a perfectly he, good singer, but he's not a very good white rapper. Right. And, like, again, I don't know why, but his plot line this season, him and Mercedes, that's the one plot line I care about. Oh, really? Like, I'm always like, nah, it's good. It's whatever. I know, they keep, I know. like, only peppering it in, not giving it any real attention, so. Again, give them eight plot lines in a 30-minute episode. Do you think anyway. that when they would get the, the scripts, do you think, like, he would get it and go, yeah, I get to rap, or do you think he got it and went, oh. Like, I, how, how, do, how do we think they reacted to some I of these things? I assume confusion. He's like, because <laughs> it, it, uh, it kind of reads like they wrote it for it to be Artie there, because Artie does do songs like that a lot, and then they realized mm-hmm. that Artie can't be religious for whatever reason, so they had to give it oh. to Sam, and they were like, well, Cord, you'll figure it out. And he was like, uh-oh, okay. <laughs> Guess so. Um, yeah. Here goes nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, like, that immediately is followed by Santana confronting the Christian group, saying, um, like, hey, you're going to do this. Uh, here's $10. I'd like you to sing a song for my girlfriend, Brittany. Not my friend who's a girl, my girlfriend. Uh-oh, what are they going to do? Yeah. Cut to the Glee Club. Um, it starts off with, like, was, like, Finn and Rachel at the piano with uh, Ken? Brad? Brian, wait, what's the piano Brad. player's name? 
Brad, shit. Um, I was like, who the and fuck like, is Ken? I don't know why I remembered his name as Ken, but um, Brad, like, he fully rolls his eyes at Finchel, yeah. and um, that was great. <laughs> then we got, Kurt has gotten more notes, but fuck that, Rory has the floor. So now it's his turn to uh, try to serenade Sugar Mata because we learn here that his visa has been denied, so he's going to have to go back to Ireland at the end of the school year. Right. Which we all knew because he was only here for a limited run because he won a contest. Yeah. Yeah, he chooses to express this in a Michael Bublé song that I would not have known was a Michael Bublé song if I hadn't looked it up. Is this right. Home? Yeah. yeah. I skipped it. I did. You're, I said this is the one I skipped. I was like, I get right. it. You're right. You were correct. Yeah, you're correct. Um, it's not yeah, even the there's... best Rory song that, like... He's, right. he's had better work on the show considering he's only singing about three songs. This one's pretty pretty and it is by far it's by far the best song about home or not the best song about home no. <laughs> right there's way better there's songs about so home. many better songs about home um, um but whatever i guess he generates enough sympathy to be able to go to the the dinner date with sugar by singing this right. Michael buble song it doesn't even um, sound like buble mm-hmm. i could see it i could see it being from the buble catalog like 2012 is also at least for me a big buble year yeah that tracks. um so, I'm assuming they have done. I just haven't met you no. yet. And I didn't I don't do know that. Not yet. Did. No. They might not ever. That yeah. surprises me. That was like because the that song. was the year of that. Yeah. yeah. That was everywhere. See? Everybody, I was really um, off pitch there. Just so you know, that's fine. I, I not was not a, on Broadway. Not, you're, not a your secret safe with us. Thank you. It's. <laughs> they only do two Michael Bublé songs, and this was the last one they will ever do. Hmm. What was the first one? They did Sway. Right. But, oh, that one was okay. Yeah. Yeah, they never um, once do just haven't met you yet, which is actually shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another chokehold, like mm-hmm. song that had a chokehold over us in 2012. Yeah, that was definitely um, a, definitely a, a iPod looper. Yeah. I would have an iPhone by then, mm-hmm. but you just that's say you double tap that so it loops. Keep keep the loop yeah, going on that. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, cut to the God Squad where they have to discuss their policy on the gays. Yep. Um, I like that. The Glee Club people were like, well, we sing to gay people all the time. Right. Just right. because of who we are. Um, Quinn takes on the role of Christian who understands that the, yeah. the Bible is not um, law. And Quinn, we got woke Quinn here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked, I, I thought it was interesting that they weren't willing to make Joe a complete homophobe. They weren't willing to make him be like, well, I don't believe in the gays because of the way I was raised. They were just making him confu- like confused. I've never even seen a gay. Right. It was so like 2007. Like, well, I don't got a problem with them. I just don't know any of them, and I just don't want them to hit on me. Yeah. Like, right. It was giving that. Right. It, it um, felt like the whole thing here, and this may have been the show. Maybe you find it out later that that none of these characters they all felt confused by their own presence in these scenes. Yes. Like all of them, the act. I couldn't tell if it was the actors or the characters, or if that was the direction they didn't. And none of them felt like they were supposed to be there having yeah. these conversations. It made no sense because, like, Mercedes and Kurt are already established as being, like, best Mercedes, friends. Mercedes, Kurt, and Quinn have all clearly shown to have no problem with, with gay relationships because they exist in the presence of one and support one every day, basically. Yeah. Um, and, like, Sam has been, like, overtly hit on by Kurt, I think. Yeah, and he was, like, and, like his whole thing was, like, he's not like, being weirded out about it. 
Yeah, like, Sam is canonically cool with it. Mm-hmm. So it just all comes down to dreads. New, new Kid Joe, who, like I said, if they were, uh, you'd think they were going to go, like, full homophobe route, but they don't have time for that because they need to wrap this up at the end of this episode. So mm-hmm. he just has to be kind of ambiguous. I'm not sure how I feel about gays. And then, spoiler alert, he decides he's fine with it. Off camera somewhere, he goes through some soul searching, decides that he's fine with, uh, with anyone, and then sings a song about it. I would love it if they just went all in on him because he doesn't seem like just being awful, like being an awful yeah. person, but they still being have. chill like he was, like <laughs> just being just terrible. Just like the most like calmest homophobe. Yes, yeah, so chill. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> cut to the hallway. Mercedes. We learned that Mercedes has told Shane, her now ex boyfriend, about her and Sam, how they have kissed in the and auditorium. And for each other, yeah. And Shane is sad about this. Um, she knows what she did was wrong. She feels awful. She loves Sam, but can't be with him because she's just going to be reminded of how he, uh, she lied and cheated. She needs to do some soul-searching first. She needs to know who she is um, before she knows who she is in love or Whatever. something. Um, and then we cut to the song that I thought was just going to be the end of the episode, which mm-hmm. it felt which like an episode been, uh, ender. It did. Yeah, and it is one of the greatest love songs. They really brought. Yes, it is the best one they, one they do. Yeah, they should have ended with this. And I'm surprised we hadn't gotten this kind of thing up to this point. Is Amber Riley as Mercedes covering a Whitney Houston song? In this case, I will always love you. Yeah. Who was covering a Dolly Parton song? Dolly there's Parton, a lot of layers. Still, here. still. Yeah. I won. But, oh yeah, go on. Sorry. No, I, all I have to say is like I. I the song fucking worked for me. It was like great. something about it the was song, great. everything about it hit. Um, you were saying, Andrew. Oh, I no, I, I agree with you. I just want to know another thing. I looked up on dates because I knew immediately that this was it, the case. But I wonder what happened in 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 the with the studio and the showrunners and everything because Whitney died three days before this aired, Complete, um, or um, four. Because she died three days before this aired. Complete coincidence that like they this wasn't a last minute edition. Yeah. The only thing they did is they added, and I didn't watch the credits or to see if it was here on streaming. They added a dedication at the end of the episode. They did, okay. To be like in I, memory mm. of Whitney Houston, yeah. Because you wonder if like, oh, did was it originally actually the end of it, and then they're like, is this too on the note? I or if this really was just fully. Nope, they just someone's. I read that like, they walked they backward ass to themselves into a beautiful moving tribute to Whitney Houston. Okay. By total. <laughs> by total, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. they put a stinger on the end that said in loving memory of Whitney Houston, and that was that was it. The show in general had a lot of those moments throughout where they would either predict something or do something yeah. that would be like, like you've seen you've seen how what was it the, uh, um, uh, when they do um mm, mm, Queen, they perform mm-hmm. Queen, and maybe yep. it's end of season yeah. one or whatever, and it's the the way that they come in to sing their solos are in mm-hmm. the order in which the actors passed away. Ooh, oh shit! I saw this. I saw a TikTok on it yesterday. It was that. all the times that things like that happened in the show where they and were look, like, and we just discussed the episode where they're like, "Where do you see yourself in the year 2030?" And yes, that's in there too. Yeah, is like in jail or dead, dead or, or in dead, jail yeah. or both. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, oh no. Uh, but yeah, this performance is everything. They, it moves Sam to tears. So this is a point where Glee actually got it right because they took like the diegetic nature of it turned it into a theatrical moment with like Sam in there like being the only one that's like the the lights are shining on him all of it just worked yeah. and Mercedes is belting her face off beautifully we get sad Sam sad Mercedes like single tears running down the cheeks like it's 
like chef's kiss for me. So yeah. good. It was really Highlight good. of the episode, I would say. One of them, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. And then... And the then my next ends. note is, why are there 20 <laughs> minutes left? Yeah. Yeah, then we cut And um, four songs. There's like four more four songs. Four more songs. Yeah. I, um, I mean, are you including what we cut to, which is Rachel's dad singing You're the Top with Jeff Goldblum at the piano? What this yes. is is um, the Barry family, what looks like, they looks like they're holding everyone else in that room hostage. <laughs> yes. And this is what I would imagine it would be like. Like, God, you want to talk theater kid energy, Forcing guests into your home and then being like, we just do this little fun thing at the piano. Sit down and watch us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, I now if you told me that the two of them, as their real people, were hosting a dinner party where the two of them sang those, I'd be like, where do I buy the house seats? Right. Because, like... Oh, absolutely. 1,000%. I mean, Carol is obviously, like, fully into it because she appreciates it. Uh, a good time. She appreciates theater. And Finn yeah. is like, Carol's, why don't Carol's we do a... this? And the answer is because Bert is sitting there going, what the fuck is happening around me? <laughs> yeah. We get, like, them at dinner. Um, there's some light lube talk, but it's about cars because... <laughs> yeah. Dudes. Uh, we lo- we find out that they met at an up with people group thing, yeah. which I remember that. Yeah. Goldblum, has a vi- Goldblum has a very, very nice colored sweater on. Is yeah, like a... he's wearing a beautiful purple deep v yeah it's yes he he looked great in it and i wanted it (laughs) (laughs) valid valid just want to point that out (laughs) um but really it all culminates with having to hear jeff goldblum say the line and then we will commence with the teenage lovemaking (laughs) yikes which is a wild thing to hear on television yeah yes even if it is for the function of like figuring out that this is a ruse um this is where we start to learn that this is a whole plot to get them to call off their engagement to realize that being an adult is hard yes um carol and bert have left finn there with uh an overnight bag and um have at it kids and which you know automatically is that this is gonna backfire yeah like (laughs) right right but it does so they go upstairs and they're like wow i guess we're adults now in Rachel's childhood bedroom, and they're like, okay. Which has its own bathroom. Yeah, she I thought about that, too. Like, just connected in the room. Yeah, she gets her own ensuite. Yeah. I guess the yeah. Barry family must make good money. They make money. I think, I mean, I think it's implied that um, Jeff Goldblum is, like, a lawyer of some sort because he was, like, running some sort of numbers or, like, right. facts or figures at that, like, um, he's just a in big, the auditorium he's a scene. Mm-hmm. kind of vibe. He, Right. Jeff Goldblum knows his business. So, um, this leads to... It leads to Rachel and Finn fighting about, like, their future, right? But I will do want to point out that the whole argument is kicked off by Rachel not wanting Finn to poop in front of her. Like, right. that mm-hmm. is... That is truly the crux of the argument is... <laughs> it, it, like, it ends with Rachel throwing a brush and her being... And them realizing that, like... Rachel maybe doesn't respect Finn's future, which is something he's sensitive about. But it right. starts with Rachel being like, you're not allowed to poop in my vicinity. Like, we can't. That No. That's not allowed. No. And then ends right. with that, too, but, also. Yeah. It is bookended by Finn just needing to poop. Which, I mean, yeah. that would feel authentic to, to, to teenagers, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah they, ha- yeah, they get into, like, a big, like, fight. A full-on married couple fight about, like, 
do you think I'm just going to follow you to New York to cheer you on and hand you Diet Coke, which... Yes. Very funny specific. I appreciate that specific. Rachel would be a Diet Coke um, girl. Oh, one thousand percent. Then that's when he's like, I'm gonna use the bathroom downstairs and I'm like, You could have just done that already. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I anyway I hope but you said no, I'm gonna throw you a hairbrush. Looking to have any rev- resolution of this plot because it will happen off screen in a couple scenes. Um, <laughs> yes. It does. I have a note going they made up. I guess. And I guess yeah. I was right. I thought maybe I zoned out. No, no I guess so. Ne- there's no, no, there's none of this. Um, because it, next we just go to Kurt showing up early for breadsticks. Here's the important thing: he's showing up early, and the waitress is like, "Oh, this is for a private event tonight." So, like, I think I'm pretty sure implying that they're closed. Just remember that fact. Yes, and the, it's that one waitress. I feel like they only have. We one. see that yeah. waitress every time. Much like a small yeah. town, like Applebee's. Yeah, that, that's totally. Realistic. Once again, Kurt is unperturbed by the presence of someone in a gorilla suit. What the fuck, Kurt? <laughs> yeah, like, that's it. Yeah, I think it's just like in their universe. They're like, and here comes the gorilla. This is a normal okay. thing to happen. Even if it was his own boyfriend being like, why would you show up in a gorilla suit? Hello? So my question is because I, I did not know at this point that he, she, he is with Blaine at this point. Yes, he's with yes. Blaine. Okay. Uh, so Darren the Chris, whole thing with Darren Chris is uh, on Broadway right now. He wasn't available for, for, like, an episode and how. In How to Succeed. Yes. I hated that I pulled that out. I pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. Why? So he had but, to okay, be written so off he's busy. Okay. for a little bit, which is why also he returns with an eye patch. Spoiler alert. Um, because the way they At wrote the him off was by having him get a slushy thrown in his face that was laced with rock salt. So he had to get major surgery on his cornea. <laughs> Oh, I thought, for a second I thought you were going to say, like, he got injured on How to Succeed. Like, he ran no, into a No, no, they just wrote him off using an eye patch, um, so he could go do literally anything else besides be ugly. He came I, back, I'm surprised. I'm legit surprised they didn't just say Blaine's going to do, do a, a short run in How to Succeed on Broadway. Because right? that's, like, the way the show would roll. They'd just be like, he's on right. Broadway now. <laughs> no, he can, no one can oh. be more successful than Rachel Berry. And that's she right. hasn't been Which, on Broadway yet. I mean... Bringing it all the way back to both Into the Woods and Gilmore Girls, I feel like they did exactly that because the kid was, like, not on the show for a while because he was, like, actually in Into the Woods in that revival. And then, like, when his character came back, he was like, I was I was doing Into, Into the, the Woods. Woods on Broadway. Oh, wait, was that Adam Wiley? I, the, who's yes. Jack? Yeah, 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 no, that does. Down. I remember that now. Yeah. They I did forgot, do like, that on Gilmore <laughs> Girls. Yeah. yeah, it was like, everyone yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> and everyone was <laughs> like, all right, blowhard, lame, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. It was not but a like, sign of respect. Weird, it was truly like the original weird flex, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> everyone just so called great. him a nerd harder when he came back from Broadway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was a very minor Gilmore Girls character, but that plot's actually hilarious. That I remember that now. I know, I had no memory of that until you said it. That's amazing. Um, um, but okay, yeah, so Blaine, yeah, so they are together. Yeah, he's but, just so not he's, in this episode. But he thinks Blaine. that the secret admirer might be somebody else, and he thinks that's cool. Like he's no, like, he I'm thinks free it was it. Blaine. He thinks Blaine oh. is in a monkey suit. In as a cute way to return from eye surgery was leaving him secret admirer oh. notes, and so okay. he's startled when a man in a gorilla suit turns out not to be his boyfriend, and is instead Dave Karofsky, the man who bullied him so hard that he left schools because he threatened to kill him. Okay. Yeah, I wrote, why is this middle-aged man coming to abduct Kurt? He, yeah. Yes. Um, That's it, yeah. Karofsky, who has left McKinley because of various things, mostly his own Because of, like, the crisis. one case of accountability in this universe was 
you threatened my son's life. You're now expelled from the school. Oh, so it was really um, serious. What I don't know if he did. Yeah. Did he get expelled? I thought he just left because enough people were like, I thought had, were circulating gay rumors about him that he was like, I can't be here anymore. You, you might you may be right. Um, again, you've seen this more than I have. I, you know, um, I didn't even remember that Sam rapped. So. Oh right, um, but yeah. So, bottom line is. Karofsky's gone. They run into him one time at, like, the one gay bar in the area of Ohio. And that's why, like, that's why he's been sending Kurt all of these love notes uh, via Gorilla. Right. He's been thinking about him and is in love with Kurt, and Kurt is like, no, no. you don't. Um, I like you as a friend, but no. First of all, Kurt even being willing to like him as a friend is a pretty big stretch, considering the emotional turmoil this man has put him through. Um, Thousand percent. Yeah, and, like, Kurt... The weird thing is, like, Karofsky, in theory, knew he was with someone because he showed up with Blaine at the gay bar, like, and then Kurt was like, okay, well, good talking to you, bud, but I'm gonna go dance with my boyfriend now. So, like, it's a weird pursuit to be for him to be making. Yeah, um, right. But the only thing that matters in this scene is that this restaurant, which, like I said, I was pretty sure was closed for a private event, has a rogue jock from the old school just there. There's just one jock yeah. from McKinley there to catch them having this conversation and, in theory, out Karofsky. Was he from McKinley? Unclear. I don't... He didn't have a mullet, so I know he wasn't part it of the hockey the ho- team. No, they were just like, put a random jock-looking type <laughs> at this right. table and have him be like, oh, Dave, you here yeah. with the gay one? And that's it. Again, this right. restaurant's supposed to be closed for a private event. How did he get in and why is he there? But, but this, okay. show, they did, this show did not care at this point in the episode. They're like, plot I guess run. the same way the gorilla got in. That's true. Why was Karofsky allowed? Did he come up and be like, hey, I'm, I've got this whole elaborate setup. It involves a gorilla suit. I just need to wait for this guy to show up so we can have a conversation. And they were like, And Susan, yeah, the one waitress, normal. was like, go on in, yeah. Anyway, Finchel made up. Um, Truly, I like- 100% off screen, the climax of their plot this episode. We don't see any of it. I like that within... Rachel's elaborate nighttime routine that they show us. She has showered, <laughs> removed her makeup, all of that. She is a, a woman fully ready for bed, and then they cut to her with a full face of makeup. Of course. Being cuddled by TV. a fin. I know, but it's like... <laughs> she put, put on her I night makeup. She Try. put on her night yeah. makeup, like for like in Maisel, where she would like, you put on your, your yes. night makeup, so in case you have your day makeup, and then you have like the low lighting so you can see it in the dark. It's like contoured. Like, right. <laughs> Fair. Fair. You know what? That's on me. My bad. <laughs> I guess their poop-based argument, though, fixed any reservations they ha- might have had, because they Good decide they they just can't wait. They're yeah, like, yeah, we're going to get sooner. We're going to do this faster now. We're going to get... May, so yeah. three months they're giving themselves to plan a wedding, which they were already not planning to do much. They, they were keeping it very simple in the first place, which I will give them credit for. Yeah, so then they go off to breadsticks because it's still early. Um, yeah. It's, like, fully 7 o'clock, and um, then uh, the dads are kind of staying behind, like, hey, our plan kind of backfired, didn't it? And Brian Stokes Mitchell is just like, no, we just got to keep on pretending like we support it, and then it will will backfire on the backfire, and um, the wedding will be off. Okay. Yeah. It was was (laughs) rather conniving um, in its own glee way. Yeah. Instead of just Um, saying no... I mean, I guess they can't. Right. Well, is it one of them minor? Or one of them 17, 118? What's the deal? I, no, 
they don't Great say. question, they're, Andrew. What grade are they in right now? I don't they're know. They're both graduating Seniors. at the end of the year. So okay. in theory, assuming one of them doesn't have a summer birthday, they are going to both be 18 by the time May rolls around. Do they, I guess you can't spoil it, but they really do like three or four seasons without high school, I guess? Sort of. Sort of. Okay. I gotta There's never a season that fully has no high school. Yeah. It's a confusing, there's some confusing choices made. Okay. Um, yeah. So we go to breadsticks. We're back at breadsticks, um, which the party is, uh, we're, we're calling it the sugar shack. Yeah. Gross. And Artie <laughs> is here, even though, like, at top, they were like, you gotta be in a couple if you wanna come. Um, but Artie still made the cut or whatever. I, maybe because um, he's Angley Club, he gets special privileges. Sure. Um, I did love that in her little uh, speech, she was like, thank you, Daddy, for paying for this. P.S. He's not in the mafia. Everybody have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and she once again opers them with everyone yes. under your seats. Except for Artie, yours is in a potted plant. And she gives them, like, gift basket cheese in the shape of a heart and then a very generous amount of gift cards. Honestly, mm-hmm. worth going to that party for that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Bed Bath & Beyond of it all alone. Yes. Uh, what matters here, the God Squad decided that love is love. Wow. We didn't know any I fu- eternal reflection I fully on have the note here, um, because the new guy says, yeah, we're cool with it. Love is love, man. And I wrote, you heard it here. Glee said it first. Eat shit, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> we don't Lin-Manuel see Miranda, come on the podcast and defend it. And defend it. Well, he'll be like, well, I... <laughs> But see, like, he well, did it in iambic pentameter, so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, which is really he beautiful. He was also like, there was a national tragedy in my instance. <laughs> yeah. Right, also uh, that yeah, as well. We don't see any of the, like, eternal feelings about how they, how he came to this conclusion. He just thought about it for a while off screen and then decided, up with people. Really. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, bring it good back. Good for them. And then, we never, and then we never see him again? Is that what happened? He shows up for his, uh seven uh episode arc that he won and he might even get to stay a little longer i don't remember just because they Mm. needed someone to fill up the background space of the show sure um sure he also has like he looks different than a lot of them like the the irish one like i'm getting i'm getting him lost and i I can't memorize his face but it's Um. hard to lose white dreadlocks anyway they sing a mashup of cherish by madonna and cherish by the association i don't know I, no. d- I thought they just went into Love Shack. They, there was another no, song. No, they sing before. a whole other song. It's called Cherish. They sing it to Brittany and Santana. Um, oh, wow. It's fu- It's clearly not very memorable, which it's not. Right. Look, again, okay, so uh, welcome to the show, Andrew. I, I simp for Diana Agron and Quinn, and, like, once again, they have chosen a song for Diana Agron that just isn't right. No. Um, after already giving her the most bananas plotline in the season and constantly giving her songs that are just not right for mm-hmm. her um and here we are again with another song that i'm like it's not that you sound bad doing it it's just not right um it's didn't need yeah. to be here it didn't um, need to be here and then they have the show's first this is glee's first lesbian kiss oh mm-hmm. great yes so santana and Brittany, who have been dating for at least a half a season if not more this is the first time they get to kiss on screen oh great that's nice yeah. And love wins. And then they cut to Arlie sadly eating cheese, which was honestly my <laughs> highlight of the episode. <laughs> so. And then, and then you're like, okay, surely it's over it's now. It's over. No, no. Wait, there's more. <laughs> and then suddenly gay pirate Blaine is here with a themed eye patch. Yes. And then they sing um, Love Shack, and it's weird. 
Yeah. It's so weird, because if you're going to cover the B-52s, there's only one way to cover the B-52s, and it's by pretending you're the B-52s, which they did not Kurt that. got that memo. Yeah, Kurt did. Um, but, but Blaine didn't. I guess no, uh, yeah, Darren he... Chris was too busy Broadwaying and just kind of he sh- he swung sh- on literally in. It, sa- it kind of sounded like, from what I read, that they weren't sure if he was even going to make it in for this episode, and then he was like, I can be there for this part, so they got him into the final number. So who knows if this was even planned to be in there. If they were like, well, we can get a little Darren Chris on the end. Let's just it, do Love Shack. It's so funny to me the chokehold that that How to Succeed in Business revival had on massive piece, ma- massively famous actors in huge yeah. pieces of film and TV. Because I'm like, wouldn't Glee take priority? Wouldn't Harry Potter take priority? <laughs> No. Like it was no. Wouldn't being was, Nick Jonas take priority? No. Like, like, like I, I know that he was around for like, like the Daniel Radcliffe was around for some of the press and things like that. But like, and I think he may have left a couple days. Like, but like, I felt like House of Steve like was the number one over yeah. the last Harry Potter movie, and then they didn't even yeah. nominate him. They have, by the way, have never they nominated. They have wait, never. They nom- didn't. No, no. The Tonys have never nominated Daniel Radcliffe, and I will not forget it. I for anything. Why he's do done. I? I thought he won a Tony for no, that. He's never been nominated. John Larroquette won. That was the year that um, that um, mm, that was also the year that kind of like I feel like probably should have put Danny Burstein in supporting for Follies, and then he probably would have won. But they put him in leading. And, oh yeah. And then he lost, I think, to I'm gonna say Norbert Leo Butts, but I, I could be wrong. Right. Or it's it's the Book of Mormon year. Norbert Leo Butts, because yeah. that was the year everyone thought like it was going to be a Josh or an Andrew, mm-hmm. and then it was Norbert Leo Butts. Right. Um, and so Short that was the, but no, King. no Dan Radcliffe for How to Succeed. No to Short King. That's, a, that's Sorry. what I remember about Norbert Leo Butts. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't nominate him for Equus and they didn't nominate him for um, The Irishman. What was the one he just did a couple years ago or I guess eight or nine, eight years ago. Um, anyway, when, if, if they move merrily, I'm like, give the man a Tony. I, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> like Dan, Dan Radcliffe yeah. is so good yeah, in everything he does. He's so good. But, and you can tell it's like he doesn't come for the trophy and he comes because he loves the theater, but it like I'm like, we can be like Which a little like, bit more courteous to somebody who's that good. Truly. Sorry. We can, yeah. Absolutely. No. I uh, 100%. I'll die on this hill. Absolutely. I will <laughs> die there with you, truly. But um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, but, like apparently I had a house succeed in revival had a real, like, like always took precedent on, on all yeah. of those men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all pretty short. Yeah, I get because of the role. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. part of the role? Not like canonically. Yeah. Well, I don't think. No, no. I mean, I've seen it done with a tall, a tall guy, but I think that maybe it, it's. The, I think Robert Morris was probably a little bit shorter. I think it, it, it ties into the underdog feel of it. That show yeah. had a that show had a had an effect on me. I was well out of out of auditioning and performing at the time, and I had one of those. I have these dreams every now and then where I'm 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 some. They don't have somebody to perform the role on Broadway, so they call me, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to carry a book, and it's very realistic. There's nothing. It's not like a. It's a very technical phone call I will have with the Tara Rubin office and they'll be like we need you to come in and play Bud Frump and I'll be like I don't actually know the show I only saw it the one time they're like we need you to come and play it and I'll be like I, do you know there's nobody else on the island of Manhattan could they're like you're the only one who can do it right now can you fit the costumes and I go okay well, I'm gonna have to carry a book around <laughs> and I don't really think I know it I had the same one with the on the town revival they want me to come play Gaby and I was like I'm not gonna be able to and then people were mad at me because I couldn't do the pot of dues and I'm like I never said I could like I <laughs> <laughs> you called me you called me oh man <laughs> Not to not not to further the tangent, but the other night, um, and I can't believe I didn't text this to Karina already. I had a dream that you and I and my friend Marcus had to smuggle Leah Michelle either into or out of New Jersey. <laughs> also, very of realistic. Funny girl stuff. Feels yeah. very realistic. It was very lucid. Like we had to pick up my friend Marcus from the commune he lived on so that we could smuggle Leah Michelle. Yep. Yeah. 
It, sounds real. Somewhere. Sounds real. How Especially now. How New York now without, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that, maybe it was like into Broadway. We had to smuggle her into Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, now I just like, selfishly I want to do um, a production of How to Succeed with you, Andrew. Um, I would do. Because I think that would be fun. I that think, would be fun. You. And I would do Budfrom. I would play Budfrom. I actually think I could play that role now, but. I got cheated out of um, Jay Pierpont in eighth grade, so. So there yeah. we go, yeah. So you've been holding on to that one for a while. Yeah. Then. Karina, you know I hold grudges like an Olympic event. Yeah, that's Here's the only thing anyway. you have to note about Love Shack, which is fun, which is fun <laughs> Back enough. To Love Shack. One, um, there's a weird shot of Finn framed by the necks of two ice geese just sort of badly dancing that didn't need to be there, and I don't know why they chose to have that shot in. I thought it was going to be like um, when they did Black and White by Michael Jackson, where it was going to be like a shot of everybody. Finn. No, mm. just no. Finn. Two. Brittany's idea of a festive dress to wear for Valentine's Day is a sweater dress covered in different kinds of fish. Um, On brand. And three, Blaine looks like off-brand Jason Mraz because of his camera. Feels like that was a targeted choice. Yeah, it was, for sure. I mean, and then my last note here is you gave me an episode without Sue, which is, I got Jeff Goldblum, though, but we had no Sue in this, which is wild to me. I didn't even clock that. Or Emma. There's not a lot of an adult. Or this Emma. is not a huge adult episode. All yeah. the adults Thankfully, are minimal space will. is taken up by Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. If I'm gonna, if I'm not gonna have that, I I, I felt like it was I was He's very appreciative of it. Yeah, price. and Stokes. Any, yeah, the two of them. That was a yeah. delight. Yeah. Um, my final note is: Hey, remember that time my friends did a B52 style cover of Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats? No. <laughs> That's I wonderful. I could have sworn I sent this to you, Karina. If you did, I've forgotten. Which yeah, it's. It's truly one of the best things that That's I have ever. Lovely. It's hilarious. Do you have it a recording just, of it? Yes. And then finally, somehow, it ends. <laughs> yes, this is the, finally the end of the episode. Um, God. Yeah. This yeah. is an episode without plot, just theme. No yeah. plot, just vibes. Only vibes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know well, if the <laughs> vibes are good necessarily, but I didn't hate it. The vibes weren't rancid. They no. gave us L-O-V-E, which was great for the two of them. Yeah. And they gave yeah. us I Will Always Love You, which was great for her. Which was great. It had some yeah. showstoppers. And then we which got I Jeff think Goldblum. this leads us into yeah. our next segment, Karina. Yeah, let's talk about the music of this show. So you have to spend your hard-earned money and go onto iTunes and purchase one of the songs from these episodes and load it onto your iPod. So you will have to own it forever. Um, which song are you going to choose? Your choices are this. Um, I don't think I can include Chapel of Love because it did not actually get released and wasn't sang in full. But technically, Chapel of Love. L-O-V-E, Let Me Love You, not the Neo version. Stereo Hearts, Home, I Will Always Love You, You're the Top, Cherish slash Cherish, fine, uh, and Love Shack. (laughs) So one of those songs you need to purchase with real human money. Which are you going to go with? This feels like a trap. Um, I mean, the like the initial, like the uh, I w- it would be I will always love you. Yeah. But w- I feel is the right answer, but I'm I'm not gonna like throw out like a potential. Um, what is the thing that that Jeff Goldblum saying? Uh, <laughs> you said the, you're the top. Oh, you're the top. I, I feel they, like they probably didn't really release that. They too, probably didn't but. release it, but um, if they did a full version of it with yeah. Stokes, full, as if it was at miscast. That mm. I would get, I would take that. They did not. Oh wait, they did. No, they did. There is a. They released a full. There's a three minute and eleven ver- 
second version of it on I'm, Spotify. I'm gonna have so. to get it. I'm gonna have Wish to get granted. It. That is no disrespect to um, Amber Riley, but I have no. a dinosaur tattoo, so I'm just gonna have to. Yeah, it's I, fair. You gotta I, go with what your heart says. Yeah. <laughs> Ian. I mean, I do agree that like "I Will Always Love You" would be the correct answer, but I think I'm gonna go with L O V E. Even though like normally I don't care for that song, but like. Mike and Tina doing it was cute, and it like, was. And we don't it, get a lot if of I them. wanted to listen, yeah. yeah, and if I want to listen to any other, like, of those songs, I would want to listen to the normal, like, original versions of it. Yeah. So, I think I will go with the basic answer and just go with "I Will Always Love You," though. The one that I think I would be most, you know, when you, like you're gonna have the Glee version and the original version, you're like not mad about it. It's one mm-hmm. of those where you're like, yeah, we're keeping the Whitney version on, but we'll throw the Amber Riley version on the playlist as well. And just listen to the song yeah. twice. Yeah, you listen, listen to, listen to uh, Dolly Parton into Whitney Houston into Amber yes. and make a trio. Yes, yeah. A good transition. yeah. And then you're just, just sobbing. Ten full minutes yeah. of <laughs> "I Will Always Love You." Yep. Um, next part of our like non-scientific rapid fire thing. So I know your uh, relationship with Glee is rather limited, but we'll ask anyway. Um, is there a musical song entity? show what have you that you think glee would have done a killer job with that you would have liked to see oh it is fine also to accidentally for both of these questions to name something that they might have done that you just weren't aware of that's right that you don't have to do research oh that they just yeah i mean i'm this is the this is the the thing where you answer you you, you when you pose a really good broad question like this i all of a sudden forget any answer Every, like and i just go chipotle yeah. like i don't have a I, it's almost like I forget any possible answer. Um, There's no songs in the world. No, right? no songs. Yeah. Like, you mean like like songs or like sequences? I know that like they did like a Rocky Horror episode. Like if that would be it, valid, if you like, um, it can be a full musical. It can right. Be an album that you think they should have focused like, on, or even did, an artist that. Like I would, I would say like if they were going to do something that was like playing, like I'd, I'd like to see them do like a, 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 a like an episode of um, like a, a themed episode that's like a, a new musical. So like. Or a musical that maybe has a musical that's around. Like, if, what would they do with Beetlejuice, you know? I guess. Mm-hmm. That's a, I don't know why that came to my head. But, like, what would they do with that? Sure. What what unhinged wildness would they do with that? I have always said that Rachel would be very... I can, I can see Rachel inappropriately singing the song Dead Mom. Mm-hmm. Because even though her mom you is read my mind. dead. Um, Kurt could sing Dead Mom, and it would be true. Yeah. But they would give it to Rachel, who whose mom... She, she, it's, Oh, is Adina Menzel. Is Adina Menzel so. and not dead. Um, sing right, it to her. <laughs> yeah, she would stand right in front of her and sing Dead Mom at her. And Just Adina her, would be yeah. like, I don't think this what? fits the context. <laughs> like, but okay, go off, I guess. Part two. Um, is there a song, artist, musical entity, what have you, that you are oh so happy that Glee could not or did not get their dumb little hands on? Oh, um, what was the most recent where they're saying... Was it WAP? Was that when people were saying like, "Thank God yeah. they weren't around Thank for God. that"? Yeah. Uh, anything involving anything involving. I know they would have done a lot of Lizzo, and it probably would have been fine. Um, but I I feel like anything involving Cardi B, they would have tried, and it would have been. Cardi B would have been dangerous territory for them yeah, to try to walk. Oh, to try to walk. Did they ever? Did they ever mess with My Chemical Romance? Yes. It's yes. Ian's, one of Ian's favorite songs from Glee they, was My yeah. Chemical Romance. Okay. So yeah. it might have been fine. Um, That's the only, I will say, them doing Sing by My Chemical Romance was the only My Chemical Romance song they ever did. 
I would say, quite and honestly, they, BTS. I think that that would have been very annoying. Mm. Yes, that would yeah. have been very, that like, would have been troubling. And you know they would have had a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been a lot of jump, di- running around and skipping around to to uh, butter, and I just would have. And they would have had to try to do something with, like, uh, getting, like, their own army. Getting yeah. Their own BTS army, yeah. but, like, I, it's, like, the McKinley version of it, and you're like, mm. I met the army. I mean, I met some of the army. The like army. The army. I believe Cause, it. Well, because the, the, the two that I, the weeks that I was at SNL was BTS was one of the weeks. And they started, oh, lining, so they started lining up the week before. Yeah. And then oh, they, they, they were there a whole week. And if, so they were th- if you get on the wrong side of them, they will, they will ruin your life. They were, Absolutely. <laughs> they, they were like, they wanted to talk to us just because we walked out of the building because we were in it with them. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to tell them that like, I passed right. BTS and the past BTS in the hallway and I like I didn't know what else to say I was like good job like I, like, I literally looked at them and I was like good job like like they're my friends in high school like I just saw you in a show oh you were so good you were up there <laughs> that was so cute <laughs> and they're like oh thank you <laughs> oh man well that's our show um Andrew Thanks again for yes, doing this ep- doing this with us. Um, oh my god, no, thank you for having me. Come back really? anytime. Super fun. Well, you should probably maybe maybe when the, when you make it to Funny Girl. Maybe yes. <laughs> oh, a little bit of time from there. Hit me up. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Couple, there's a couple seasons at least. We got to get through one more season. Before yeah, and I forget when that is. Yeah. Starts. Season um. five. Funny Girl looms. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And then, um, and then in yeah. real life, it loom, and maybe we'll get there sooner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Y'all are great. Where can people find you if you would like to plug anything, uh, social medias, projects, what have you? Yeah. I mean, I'm on. Um, I mean, Annoying Actor Friend is still is a nice dormant tumbleweed of a Twitter account these days, um, but uh, because I kind of moved on. But, um, you know, once or twice a year, I'll drop something there. Um, uh, but mainly right now, it's like I have, like, my Instagram's my name, Andrew Briatis, and then um, I also... Uh, do complete and random stuff on on TikTok right now. Same name. Um, and then uh, yeah, n- nothing else. Nothing else to report on that. And although turning the tables is coming back. If you watch that web series I did with Ellen Marsh oh, right. um, and Andrew Chappelle and Julia Madison, where we audition original Broadway cast I love members. Julia Madison. She's brilliant. Um, and they they um, where they, it's Ellen's concept where you audition original Broadway cast members for shows they already roles they already played, but we don't know they played them, so it's kind of like absurdist and it's all improv. Um, we did do a. A, a new season we shot about like a couple weeks ago um and so i don't know when it comes out but it, it look for it it's com- like, it'll start coming out at some point <laughs> that's great i think she has to finish bedwetter but um but uh yeah we did oh, right we banked at least 10 of those those uh nice really kind people who came in with a very strong sense of humor and a heaping amount of patience um so uh, yeah that's coming the show is at Glee Aggressive, gleeaggressive at gmail.com if you want to write us uh, with your thoughts and feelings. Um, what should they write in about this week, Karina? Um, write in and tell us what you think Adam Levine thinks his greatest love song is. Ooh. What Adam B- Levine believes to be his contribution to the world's greatest love songs. <laughs> Jesus. Because he's not right, but... <laughs> Agreed. Um, and we're... Oh. You go first. Dean. Who wants to plug first this week? Okay, I'll first. plug first. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ibrodsky. Ibrods on TikTok, uh, enjbrodsky.com. Um, yeah, what about you, Karina? Uh, you can find me at the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, and that is Epic Adventure of. All right. Well, thank you again, Andrew. This has been a pleasure, and thank all of you for listening. 
Uh, you can join us next week when we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 14, which uh, I think is regionals. Um, oh, God. Because it's called On My Way, which means it has means nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, I know what episode this is. Buckle up, Ian. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. So... That does lead me to ask, I guess, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode of Glee? Not in particular, no. But does the fact that it's finally regionals do anything for you? Yes. Yeah, that, that I will, I'll come for the regionals. Well, like I said, buckle the fuck up. Oh.